Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, your destination location, with your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You're listening to Travel Brigade Broadcasting Live here from the Travel Barracks. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. Hello, and we're your weekly travel destination show. And you can follow Travel Brigade on Facebook or tweet us at Travel Brigade. We have our Viva Las Vegas special. We're going to be talking about all the great places to go, all the great things to do in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's one of the um, hottest shows on the ship. We're going to be talking about absence. Doing an interview with Night School for Girls which I'm anxious to hear about because I know you went and you went back to school, so to speak, there. I did. It's a burlesque show that, well, I guess a show and a class all combined. You actually get to learn um, some burlesque moves, do some pole dancing. It's kind of a fun thing. It is a girls-only thing, which is why Jeff didn't go, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we have Courtney uh, from Night School for Girls. We have an interview coming up with her. We're also going to be doing some Vegas spots. Yeah, a lot of great places to hang out down there and relax after your night out, uh, recover, and get ready for the next night out. <laughs> That's right. And we're going to talk um, a little bit about... Some new hot hangouts. Yes, hot Hyde, hangouts. Hyde Bellagio and the public house at the Venetian. We're also going to talk a little bit about some outdoor recreation and some family travel. We do a lot of family travel when we do some of our travel writing, but... You know, a lot of people think of Vegas not as a family destination, but there are, as we call it, the deep-seated underground there of family travel that's there. And we're going to be talking about that and also have an interview with Pink Jeep Tours. And so coming up next, we're going to talk about hot new topics in travel. Next up, hot topics in travel. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet hashtag Travel Brigade or visit TravelBrigade.com. So what are our hot topics in travel today? Well, I want to sound the alarm on a national crisis <laughs> that is very important that goes straight to the heart of what we do. Americans are not taking all of their vacation days. Not not in our case. Not That's in our <laughs> case, but... Um, we're doing everything we can to find more gonna, vacation days. Yeah, a new study by the Harris Interactive Poll for JetBlue found that Americans on average leave 11 days on the table. 11 days. Oh, I'm minus take. 11 days. I'm yeah. always finding excuse. <laughs> if that. Now, what do you think some of the reasons for that would be? Well, I'd have to say first and foremost, it would probably be people's I don't work. They feel like they are they have too much work to do. Yeah, people people say, you know, I don't want to come back to 300 emails, and and if I go away, the, the work just stacks up, and I just have that much more work. That's do. true. It does feel like it's not like somebody's replacing you while you're gone. Right. There's also this sense, you know, unemployment is at eight percent, and uh, people are feeling like I've I've got to you know do everything I can to keep my job, which I can certainly understand. However, I think eleven days. That's. I think you're better at your job. That's two weeks plus two, of travel two for a workday. Yeah. yeah. I think you're better at your job when you take periodic breaks to get some rest and relaxation and you come back and you're and you're ready to go again you're not burned out so you're telling me in germany that you have to take those I vacation think, days i believe so and we were having lunch with some people in europe last summer and they sort of couldn't believe how we just couldn't take 6 days 6 weeks off that how how did we do our jobs how did we stay sane without doing 6 weeks of vacation every year yeah, I mean, I I personally agree, but 
I try and find six weeks anyway. But and then you also told me there was another story that you had about a gentleman who started in an airport with nothing, no money on him. Yeah, if you if you uh, watch PBS coming soon, and there's a gentleman who started in Berlin, absolutely not a penny, but a video camera by doing bartering, offering to do things for people, sometimes just outright begging. He basically worked his way over to America and then eventually down to Antarctica over a few months. Wow, so. and he turned it into a PBS special or something? Yes, wow. so watch for that. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, next up, we have a great interview from one of the hottest shows on the Strip. Gaz, who is known as the gazillionaire, the host and backer of the Absinthe show with his assistant, Penny Pivot. The great thing about this show is it's, completely different from anything you've ever seen in a Vegas show. It sort of takes everything about Vegas and turns it on its head. It's in a tiny, not tiny, but small tent. Right outside of Caesars. Right outside of Caesars. You're never more than 10 yards from the stage in this tent. And you're sitting on folding chairs. And there's these incredible circus acts going on in front of you just a few yards away. But the best part is... Gaz and Penny, who both semi-co-host the show and are just hysterical. Their comedy is hysterical. And very interactive with the audience, very much getting members of the audience involved. And so you sort of alternate between just just sitting there dumbstruck at how great these uh, circus acts are, but then when that's not happening, in between you're sort of falling off your chair laughing because of the gazillionaire and Penny, who we're going to talk to in a bit here. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get Penny and Gaz on the phone right after this. Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin, and you're listening to Travel Brigade. Up next, the interview we've been all waiting for from Absinthe. We have Gazillionaire, Gaz, as we call him, and Penny. Penny, are you there on the line? Uh, I'm going to grab Gazillionaire right now. He's right here. Uh, He's right here. Gazillionaire. Gazillionaire. What, what, what? Uh, uh, It's time for that interview that I was saying we were going to do. That podcast that I said no to? That I didn't want to do? Yeah. They're on on the line right now, actually. (laughs) Oh. Oh. That's the joke. I love podcasts. Uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. That's a valid, a valid form of media. Exactly. <laughs> everyone, everyone listens to that and stuff. It's great. So, this will be worth my time. Good. Gaz, after you had made your gazillions, what made you decide to put this sort of a show together? What what kind of thing were you going for? What? Well, uh, basically, I wanted to combine world-class acts with the cheapest people I could find to do that. <laughs> So, you see, uh, in the show, we've got a lot of Russians, Ukrainians, people from, I wouldn't say third world, but less fortunate places in the, uh, <laughs> the world, where they, they still work very hard and do a lot of stuff. So a, lot of, a lot of child slavery. A lot of right. child slavery. Right. I was going to say, you probably don't have to worry There's about no, the visas, right? You just kind of slip them inside and not have to worry about the visas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very easy to get visas. Very easy. Especially the ones that, that have contortion, because right. then you can pull them up in your luggage. And then <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, we we heard you recently uh, celebrated your 500th show. So what did you yes, do to celebrate? Yes, 500. One year at the same time. <laughs> what did you do to celebrate? Oh, uh, they threw us a little party over at I don't know Lavo or something. Some it was pure. At pure nightclub in Vegas, which is you know the best nightclub in the world in like 
1998 or something. So that's really <laughs> cool. It's kind of a, it's like a retro cool vibe. Like, oh wow, this used to be cool. So I like that because, you know, kind of bringing it back. So it's good. What do audiences tell you they like most about the show? Is it the the acrobats, the stand up? The comedy, the burlesque, or Penny, or Penny. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, definitely too many people tell me Penny when I when I first saw that ridiculous act in the show with the stupid puppets. I thought, all right, Penny, we well, loved it. Just by the way, we thought it was yeah, great. Everyone does, and then they put it on the cover of a magazine and stuff, which is great because then I don't have to do it, and I have more time to do more useful, entertaining things for myself. Loving having sex, right? You know, knocking the boots. <laughs> Well, talk about the tent. You know, we we found it really fascinating. It was such an intimate environment, and the acts are so close to the audience, and you're so close to the audience. Like, tell yeah. us how that, you know, how that evolved and, and how that really kind of brings the audience into the show. Yeah, some would say too close, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, the other reason I wanted to do this show, uh, besides it being cheap with, with good stuff, is that it, it changes the, the way in which you watch uh, circus and stuff. You know, there's other shows with poured a lot of money into the set and everything, but we wanted to kind of flip that over and do the the most ridiculously simple, intimate little thing we can do. So people are close to the stage, you know, you see, there's no makeup, you're seeing the sweaty acrobat, you know, the d- right there in your face, you're smelling them, you're, you just, you, you feel very, it very It is close a 3D, 4D experience, I, I admit, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Actual, actual 3D. So, so in this, this day and age, you know, you can you can compete with, uh, yeah, Avengers in 3D on the IMAX screen, or you go the other way and just put a bunch of crap really close to everyone, and then uh, and then you feel part of it. And you know, a special thing is putting it in the round like that. So when you're sitting there, you're watching the acrobats. You're also watching the guy across the uh, across the stage from you sitting in the front row, and, and you're reacting to them, and you're all kind of experiencing. It's like a kind of like a circus in your living room or something. Right, everybody's your, your demented family. Right, like a little statue. <laughs> so everyone gets to know each other by the end of the show because you're like, oh, that's a that's the Republican or that's the plus that showed her or whatever. Now, now, speaking of 3D experiences, you most shows, uh, when you go in, they practically take your phone away from you, and if they see you even touch right. it during the show, they come take it away. At the beginning of before your show starts, you tell everyone to go ahead and tweet, text, take photos, as long as sure. they don't flash. How, why do you do that? I mean, I mean, why not? We're in a day and age when uh, you know that's that's all free publicity. You know, I right. can pay for all that stuff, or I make you. That's <laughs> why he keeps his gazillions. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna tweet about it, talk about it, Facebook it, do all that crap, uh, podcast about it, of course. And then, um, and then at the end of the day, everyone's gonna. I don't care if, if you watch the High Wire Act on someone's YouTube channel, and you think, "Hey, wow, I got the experience. I don't need to go pay for the show. You don't deserve to come to the show. Stay at home and watch it. Watch it on a two by three screen on your crappy computer. That's fine. But I think that most of the people, the people we want to come to the show, uh, they're gonna they're gonna watch that on YouTube and go, "Wow, I got to see this for real because that's." That's going to be just as exciting. So uh, uh, we don't care. We don't want to own it. You know, this, this is this, the age of owning crap is done. You know, just put it out there, and uh, you got to see it live. Now, Gaz, we noticed in your interactions with the audience uh, that you don't believe in political correctness. Has has it always been that way for you, or did becoming a gazillionaire make you not care? 
no. Well, I've been a gazillionaire as long as I can remember. Before that, I don't remember anything anyway. So, uh, you know, once you have money, you forget what it's like not to have money. But I've always had enough money. So that was good. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about political correctness or not or whatever that word is, but uh, I just, uh, you know, say it how it is. And uh, like I said, I mean, one thing that we thought was, was so great about the show is, yeah, you're saying it how it is, but at the same time, you're really drawing everybody in and making everybody laugh and, and you know, making everybody a part of the show. Well, I think uh, political uh, correctness is bullshit anyway. <laughs> because suck my <laughs> Yeah. All right. Good. That's the button thing. That's right. Yeah, we'll be doing some editing. That's okay. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you know, Penny, that kind of reminds me. Kind of just wanted to know. You know, we talked about your puppets, and we just. What is your official title? Wanted to know what your official oh, official duties you. were. Well, my official title is the assistant of of the gazillionaire, uh, which entitles him telling me what to do most of the time. Uh, all the time. All the time. See, just like right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just basically, you know, follow him around, and like, if he needs me to, you know, sweep up after his cocaine, then I do that, and uh, and I do it really fast, I do it really fast, I do a really good job of it, and, or if it's like walking his guard dogs, which uh, is harder than you think because they're really big and very mean, or if it's, um, you know, just leaving him alone, That that's the most, um, uh, most things he says. And apparently the alone. hardest part of the job well, you know, one thing, Penny, I'd really like to know, and if, if Gaz isn't listening, this might be good, but I want to know who the real brains is behind this show. Oh, it's all gazillionaire. Oh, is it? Because I kind of, you know, when I saw the show, I, I really saw, you know, maybe that there was a little bit of you kind of behind the scenes pulling some strings there. Oh, no, I don't do anything like that. Everything you see is what you get with me. Nothing secretive at all. I'm just, you know. Just you all, and your puppets? All, just me and my puppets. That's it. Yeah, and then I, I do wash his dishes. So <laughs> well, somebody's got to uh, do it, right? Yeah, that's right. And I do it really well. I, like, even spit on them sometimes. <laughs> well, why, why, give us a, just right before we go, tell us why people want to come and see the show, where they can get tickets, anything else about the show you want people to know. I think you should come see the show if, if you want something to, to make you uh, cry and laugh and also make your, you, uh, Crap across your legs not to pee because it's so scary and dangerous. <laughs> I would say if you're in Las Vegas and you're not an idiot, you should see the show. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, tickets out on AbsenceVegas.com. AbsenceVegas.com. That's great. right. Most weeks uh, were Tuesday through Sunday, 8 and 10 o'clock, except uh, Monday we're off. And Wednesday and Sunday, only 8 o'clock. So, uh, well, that is great. Thank you so much for joining us and telling us about the show. Like I said, we thought the show was great. It's one of the best shows we've seen down there. We've seen quite a few of them. And, you know, we've been talking to all of our friends, telling people about the show. So we really hope people come out and see it. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have any trouble questions? Call the Travel Brigade at 714-694-4109. Just reminiscing about the show. It was great. Yeah, it was amazing. I, just one of those things where we can sit here and tell you about it, and, but you got to go see it. Got to go see it, for sure. And, you know, speaking of which, the next thing we're going to talk about is, is where the show is situated. It's actually on the corner of Caesar's Palace, which right across from Bellagio, which we went before the show over to Hyde Bellagio, which is one of the places we were going to talk about right now, Hyde and Public House. 
Yeah, Hyde Bellagio was kind of a, a big deal down in the Hollywood area, Hyde Lounge. And now they've moved up to Las Vegas and opened Hyde Bellagio. Couldn't think of a better place to put a club. You're sitting there looking right out on the famous Bellagio Fountain Show. Yeah, it's it's really it's a beautiful environment, first of all, but that's not even the best part of it. I mean the best part is just this environment and these these the the cocktail cart that comes right. over. They have it's actually a mixology cart that a mixologist brings to your table side. And one of the things you can order are liquid nitrogen cocktails. So you've got the steam. I mean, you know, the steam's there behind it. You've right. got somebody there hand-doing it. It's really fun. Yeah, and, and they take, you know, liquor and fruit juice and fruit and then mix it all together with this liquid nitrogen, and it makes a frozen substance that is so light. I can't – to call it gelato wouldn't do it justice. Light but powerful. Light but powerful. Yes, indeed. And you'll love the taste, but uh, – it's just something you've got to try. And then they also do these really great drinks that that, that they make everything from pure juice. Like they, even things that I was kind of like, really? You know, like there's one called, I think, the Love Unit. And mm-hmm. it's made out of red red pepper juice. And it's just right. really unique tasting. They have some really fun light um you know, small plates. There's like a tuna, tar- tuna tartare with pop rocks, strawberry pop rocks. All sorts of kind of really fun, different things. So that's a great place to try while you're there. And then we also went to Public House. Yeah, and Public House uh, is at the Venetian. One thing that's really cool about that place is that you can try cask beers. Now, they've got over 200 beers on tap. Do you think people know what a cask beer is? They open a cask and... So the beer's never been exposed to the air or anything. It's unfiltered. It's unpasteurized. It's the purest form of beer there is. The purest form. And it's served at room temperature. And I tried it, and it's unlike any other beer I've ever tasted. It's And I would highly recommend it to anybody who's a beer lover to go try this because it's uh, it's hard to describe. It's, it's so... It's very smooth, yeah. But the other fun thing about Public House is they have uh, a person on staff that's like like a like a wine sommelier. Right, and I believe the term is a cicerone. A cicerone. And he and they have the they have a great menu, by the way, and he can tell you what beers to or stouts or ales to pair with what you're ordering. Yeah. So all in all, both really fun places that you know are great for before or after going to see a show like Absence, but just fun and they're new. Both of them are are pretty new, so it's it's a fun new place to try. And they're both places where you can try something you probably haven't tried before, which is liquid nitrogen cocktails and cask beers. And speaking of something I've never tried before, we have an interview coming up here. We've got Courtney Bryan from Night School for Girls, which is. A pro, I don't know, a program, a class, a show, all of them combined. It's, a, it's an institute of higher learning. <laughs> yes, you, yes. Where you actually get to go and learn how to do some burlesque, learn how to do some pole dancing, and it's it's actually a really fun experience. So we're going to be talking to her right after this. You're listening to Travel Brigade here Sunday morning. Have you friended Travel Brigade yet? Well, you can at their website with links to Twitter and Facebook, as well as lots of great articles for all your travel needs. www.travelbrigade.com Here we have Courtney on the phone here from Night School for Girls. Courtney? Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun class. I actually went to this class, and I was a little intimidated, I guess, because I really didn't 
wasn't really sure what I was going to get into or I mean it's funny that you say that you're intimidated because I think that a lot of a lot of women feel that way um, when they hear pole dancing and burlesque and you know that kind of thing but what we really try and encourage is that women of all ages shapes sizes can come take the class it's not intimidating because it's ladies only and it's about learning to release that inner bombshell and you know feel confident about yourself and really empowering women as opposed to intimidating. And, and most people, I'm sure you felt the same way. By the time you leave the class, you feel that sexy and like, I can be this, you know, sex kitten at home and just feel good about yourself. And um, we definitely get a lot of bachelorette parties, um, you know, all the brides to be and the girls that want to just have fun. And Well, it is a really um, fun, really cool. you know, environment. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I mean, I wasn't too sure when I first, you know, thought, okay, well, this is going to be a fun thing to do. And we we went, and I think one thing that's kind of important, and, and which kind of actually made me feel really good, they do a little bit of pole dancing, but they do a lot of burlesque. I mean, it's more mm-hmm. kind of sexy burlesque And it's really kind of a fun little routine that you learn when you're there. And um, it's a fun environment. I was actually there uh, with a group of girls that were there for a bachelorette party. And so there was the bride and the bridesmaids and everything. So that was really kind of fun in the show, you know, the, the show or the class. I'm not sure what you call it, a, cl- show, a show or a class. It's but kind of, yeah, it's kind of a show and a class because the instructors do a little show for you, but, um, you know, more of a class. But that's what we like about it, too, is that the instructors are real Las Vegas showgirls. They either are all performing now um, or have been with Jubilee and Holly Roger and a couple girls are still in fantasy. So the burlesque aspect of it is actually what makes us kind of more unique. And it's something that you can take home with you because not everybody has a pole at home, but everybody has a right, chair. Right. Um, I've got three, you but can definitely I mean, besides improvise. that. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. No. So you can improvise and, and yeah. It's, it's Actually, I did just, want to buy one, though, after fun. I left. So it's kind of like I could see this being a little bit of fun, but I don't really have a place to put it. But it was really super fun. And one thing I also noticed, too, is that there well, there was a second group, I think, coming in after our group and that there were some repeat customers there. So it wasn't just, I mean, you would think that it's kind of a, you know, you know, obviously we're looking at Las Vegas as a destination today, but um, I noticed that there are people who either are coming for destination have come back more than once to your to your class or, you know, people that are local that are coming. And so that was one thing that I noticed. There were some, like, people who had come back for us, you know, second, third round in the second group after us. So that says something that people are enjoying themselves and having fun. Yes, definitely. We have four different instructors, so every instructor, although, like, they teach the same basic thing, everybody puts their own little twist on it, so if you come back another time, you might get a different instructor and learn something new, and they like to share fun tips, and, of course, whoever you're with or the other people that just happen to be there make a difference for what the experience is like, so... And I think you answered this question, but there was only girls in my group. But, but I mean, ha- have you ever had requests from, from men to take the class or be in the class or be part of the class? We do, um, and we will allow it with a private class Oh, uh-huh. um, if, if it's okay because, obviously, we want ladies to feel comfortable. So we're not, you know, against it, and we're more than happy to do it. But um, it does need to be a private class. Right, right. So that, that makes sense. Everybody's comfortable. Well, tell me about the, yeah, we can the types of groups that come. I mean, I'm assuming there are a lot of bachelorette parties, but what other types of, of groups come or individuals come? Everyone. Um, we've had, like, older ladies that are just like, hey, I want to get my groove back. We've had divorce parties. We've had, <laughs> you know, the 50th birthdays. We get the just turned 21. 
um, or girls that even just want to do it for exercise, which, you know, our class, it doesn't focus as much on the exercise aspect, but I'm sure you knew just doing the moves, you're working up the sweat a little bit and um, definitely the cardio and your arms. Yeah, definitely. You definitely still after. And there was so, no, you know, and the, the girl that did our class was like had done Jubilee, and I think maybe was still doing Jubilee. I'm not sure, but had done it. And I mean, she, she had amazing legs. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like some exactly. Of the, some of the some of the it's amazing that she that she did, or the stretches of the the kicks. I was just like, wow. I mean, that's that's some pretty amazing stuff. But it was really fun. To yes. Do it. They're professionally trained dancers, so, you know, um, <laughs> no one's expected to be on their level. But if you come back enough times, I think you can definitely pick up some professional moves there. <laughs> well, take us through a typical class. I mean, what are the highlights of the class? Yes, well, the first thing we do is give you your own burlesque name. So you get your alter ego for the class. So you kind of just shed away your own persona and take on a new fun one, you know, Vegas name, that kind of thing. Um, so I you think get mine that was Betty, by the way. <laughs> Betty, very nice, very nice. Mine was like juicy something. Or other. So it's really fun and, and you get a little name tag and then you go into the class and the instructor kind of gives you like that sexy warm up where you can do stretching, but you're making it like you know, sexy. And then she takes you through your basic moves and poses and she shows you how to like do the double move, which I think most ladies do already. If you notice all the girls in pictures when they pose, right. <laughs> it's how to look really uh, skinny and nice in your pictures. <laughs> uh, so you take that and, and then she starts putting the pieces of the routine together and you actually learn a whole routine for the burlesque and she teaches you moves with a boa. So we, you know, encourage you guys to either bring your own or buy a boa because it makes it more fun when you actually, do the moves with the boa, and uh, she gives those signature moves, and like Marilyn is one of them, and the cowgirl, and the lasso, and that fun stuff, so do the whole... I did a few um, of those. <laughs> yeah, you did a couple of those, right? <laughs> and did, then um, she incorporates the pole dancing part of it, and then shows you how to do some of the moves that you learned with the burlesque, actually, with the pole dancing. So it's all kind of incorporated and, um, you know, you have time for drinks and pictures and um, after the show or class, the um, instructor will take pictures with the group and answer any questions and, and kind of get a little bit of free time at the end, too, to practice and try out the stuff that you learned. So it's really fun. Oh, great. Well, how long has Night School been around? And tell us a little bit about when the classes are, where people can contact you, that kind of information. Definitely. Well, we opened officially in August. Um, it's been a long time coming, something that uh, the owners have wanted to do for years, and we are the owners and producers of Thunder from Down Under, the oh. male review show. So that's kind of where it came from. It's like, why don't we have all these girls that we already have going to the show take the class because this is something for bachelorettes and it's not. So that's kind of where it started. And just something, it's, it's so Vegas, and our our slogan is, graduate into the Vegas lifestyle. <laughs> you know, we get, you get, uh, some of the packages include like Thunder from Down Under tickets and nightclub passes and we can do limo and dinner and all kinds of, like, you can plan an entire party or whatever, an entire night for you um, just for fun. So um, the website is nightschool4girls.com. It's the number four, um, nightschool for girls. And phone number, uh, you can contact Bachelorette Headquarters is what we call it. <laughs> Uh, is 
1-800-926-9219. Thank you so much, Courtney, for joining us today. And um, up next, we are going to be talking about family travel, a little big change from the first two interviews we've had this morning. But this is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin, and you are listening to Travel Brigade. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, and now family travel. We're now going to talk about the seedy underworld of Vegas. Kids. <laughs> they're, they're dirty. They're germ-infested. They're <laughs> constant attention. True, true. And not only kids, but you know what's what's even more difficult than kids, entertaining kids on a trip, is teenagers. And we have two of them. I think they're even more difficult. They are. We actually do a lot of travel writing for specifically about families and teens. And some people think Vegas is a great place to take families. Some people think that it's not a great place to take family, you know, take families. But there are quite a few really great family things to do there. Mister, um, I mean, Cirque du Soleil, just in general, is a great family environment. Uh, you know, most of the shows are very kid-friendly, particularly Mystere. I think Mystere is a great show for kids. Also, the Titanic and Bodies exhibit at the Luxor. Yeah, that's actually really, it's really fun. It's very informative. They're both right there together. You can get, like, I think a combo ticket to get into both both of them. Um, you'll find them, you know, I thought they were pretty fascinating. I mean, the, yeah, both I was, of them I was really interesting. As we were going through, definitely. Yeah. And then when you're traveling with kids, really, the big criteria is the pool. For me, and, too. But, yes, without <laughs> like if it doesn't have a great pool, I do not want to stay at the hotel. If you've got a good pool, the kids are happy, and so it's a, it's a successful family vacation. And I particularly like Mandalay Bay. That's a great one. They've got a great, you know, the wave pool. Uh, Monte Carlo has a wave pool, um, so that's really fun. And then we spent our last time trying out the Golden Nugget. The Golden Nugget, yeah, it had shark in a tank yeah, in the like middle in a, of the pool. Exactly. And there's even these tubes that go through the tank so you can slide down through the Yeah, it's the like an acrylic itself. an acrylic right. thing that you go through and then you see these huge shark tanks. So it's really funny. Hours of entertainment. Definitely. Not to mention you'll get talked into buying a towel with a shark head on it. Right. So keep your money out by the pool. And so after you take that dip by the pool, you might want to do something like get in Pink Jeep Tours. And we have uh, somebody joining us here for Pink Jeep Tours, Richard Scown. Yeah, and this is a really neat thing that we were able to do last time we were down there. You might not always think of Vegas as a place to go for outdoor recreation, but, in fact, it's right near about five different national parks. And That's so right. we're really glad to have Richard here to tell us a little bit more about this. Why don't you start by telling us about these Pink Jeeps and and I've got to say, not, unless you've ridden in one, the description can't really do it justice. Go to the website, Pink Jeep Tours, to check it out. But, Richard, describe to us exactly what they are and how they're retrofitted and everything like that. We wanted a custom-designed vehicle that would be both uh, uh, comfortable and safe to uh, transport folks to some of the areas we, we uh, go to that are very remote and uh, that has four-wheel drive capabilities uh, for a couple of our tours that do have an off-road component to them. And so we uh, we had the design, uh, the passenger pod designed uh, specifically for our use. Uh, it seats nine in captain's chairs. They recline. There's huge windows to look out of. It's a very, very comfortable ride and um, a very safe ride. The one nice thing is that Pink Jeep will pick you up at your hotel, and you certainly can't <laughs> miss it. If you miss that, you... then, then I don't know how to help you. <laughs> What's your, 
your what's your most popular tour? Uh, most popular tours for us would be the Grand Canyon, and also Hoover Dam. Oh, Hoover Dam, being so we do them individually. We also do a combination Hoover Dam and Grand Canyon for those that don't have a lot of time. You guys have been in business in Las Vegas for over ten years now. After starting in Sedonia, Arizona, what made you move to Las Vegas, and what made you think that it could succeed as an outdoor recreation uh, setting? Las Vegas, everybody's, you know, used to think of Las Vegas as just a, a gambling town, just the, the strip surrounded by desert with nothing to really do. Right, But right. when you look at it, it's centrally located to five different national parks. Uh, it's only uh, 127 miles from the Grand Canyon, from Death Valley, from Zion, uh, just absolutely, uh, um, you know, a, a central location. Tell us about what kind of clients. I mean, uh, singles, families, people from out of the country. What's your, what do, what's your clientele? You know, they they've done the 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 trips where they drive themselves. They'd rather go now and and take advantage of somebody that knows the area and knows what they're looking at and just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, I I can't emphasize enough sitting in an air conditioned vehicle <laughs> with somebody else driving and you've got a bottle of water and particularly if you've got kids. And, yeah, you can just sit back and enjoy the ride out there. And and I would also point out that, yeah, these vehicles can get into some places that you can't with your with just your regular car. Absolutely. They're high-centered. They've got a safety a skid plate. They have heavy-duty suspension. And in the underneath the passenger pod, we installed uh, aftermarket an airbag suspension system to, to smooth the ride out for our guests. So depending on what the road conditions are, our our tour guide can adjust it from in the cab the air pressure in that bag to to firm up the ride or make it uh, more more comfortable depending on the road so that's really a nice feature but you know we don't we don't have a canned presentation that's that's too boring what we like to do <laughs> is uh what well, we we like to for our tour guides to develop their own presentation you know in their own style based on their personality and their sense of humor uh, as long as it's professional and it's informative and it's entertaining, that's all we ask for. I also noticed, too, that you have some upgrades on some of your trips. So it looks like you do half-day and full-day trips, but you also have, like, a float that you can add at Hoover Dam and also uh, some helicopter tours. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Well, the, the Hoover Dam, the upgrade at the Hoover Dam, is you know, when they started to build this beautiful bypass bridge several years ago, uh, we were everybody was just doing the, the the regular Hoover Dam tour, but you could see the bridge construction from when you were standing on the dam. Well, we partnered up with a company that uh, has a, a a permit to. It's the only company that has that permit to uh, conduct float trips on the Colorado River below the Hoover Dam. And so our Hoover Dam upgrade tour, uh, it, you know, it's the regular classic Hoover Dam tour up above, and then we drive down the lower portal road and they get on a, a pontoon boat and they spend about 30 minutes near the base of the dam uh, where the old diversion tunnels exited out and see some of the old construction sites but when you look up at the face of the dam it's just an unbelievable view and then our, our helicopter grand canyon tours and at the west rim of the grand canyon is the only place you can actually fly into the grand canyon and then there's different options down there one you can get on a little pontoon boat for a few minutes on the river, another one is that they land on a on a, a little mesa down there that's a lot more secluded, and they spend about 20 minutes down there. Just some fabulous pictures and views of the Grand Canyon. That sounds great. 
I'm just curious, when you showed up in Las Vegas in 2001 and said, I'm going to take these vehicles, paint them pink, and take people outdoors, what what was the general reaction you got from the Las Vegas, the traditional Las Vegas community? Well, you know, Las Vegas is a town that, that, that responds to sizzle. Uh-huh. And when when you see that hot pink truck, that, that fits right <laughs> into Las Vegas. Can you tell us a little bit about where people can book, um, what days you offer the tours, where people can contact you? We offer tours seven days a week. The only day of the year we are closed is Christmas Day. Well, that's they can reasonable. go on to our yeah. <laughs> they can go on to our website uh, at uh, www.pinkjeep.com. They can book directly uh, from the website, or they can call us uh, anytime uh, from five in the morning or five thirty in the morning until. 11 p.m. at night, seven days a week. Yeah, this is something you could book through your hotel concierge, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. The and concierge, they, the bell desk, uh, a, any of them. Uh, uh, you know, most of the hotels on the Strip will sell our tours. Uh, they know Pink Jeep. They've, we've been around a long time, and we deliver a, a first-class product, and, and uh, that's what they're looking for. And, again, I'd encourage people to go to the website because you You've got to see these to really get a feel for <laughs> what they really are and what they really can do. Now, it's a fun trip. We we wish we had been able to go out a little bit longer. We had a great time. And, Richard, we appreciate you so much spending time with us today. Have any travel questions? Call the Travel Brigade at 714-694-4109. Doing our he said, she said. Things that we both like usually when we go traveling. But usually we have, you know, my favorite might be different from your favorite. That's true. So we're going to start with ladies first. We're going to do our top three in Vegas, our picks for Vegas. And very, when it comes to Vegas, very hard to narrow it down. <laughs> we could have done top 50 each. But, That's true. But we're doing so, top three. So my favorite, one of my favorites is sort of like, I love to go to little places in L.A., New York, San Francisco, all my little favorite sort of treat places that I like to go when I'm there. And the fun thing about Las Vegas is that it's all sort of there in one place. So I can hit Pink's Hot Dogs while I'm there, the L.A. Institution, El Fornayo at the New York, New York to pick up some of my favorite bakery stuff. And then I can go to Serendipity 3 from New York and get my favorite uh, frozen hot chocolate. So all in one little place. So that's one thing I love about being in Vegas. Okay, I'll stick with the food theme, and I'll I'll go with the uh, since you did dessert, I'll go with the dinner, and I love nine. Oh, and that's a great place. It's a steakhouse at the Palms, and it's your typical great steakhouse. Uh, you know, we already we always order like beef. a big steak, and then just like a horde of sides so that it, we can try all the different sides. So it's really great. Everything you want in a steakhouse. <laughs> and then one of the things that um, we hadn't really talked that much about today, which was spas. Um, I love going to Vegas spas while I'm there. Um, some of my top picks why I'm in Vegas, Caesars. I mean, they've got the Quay Spa and baths. I mean, the baths are amazing. The treatments are amazing. We did a Twin Souls treatment, which was really incredible, um, a couple's treatment. And we had, um, you know, the couple's room and a private shower and all this really great stuff. The amazing Roman baths. And um, we also, like, you can have your robe in a warmer. And it's a really, it's just such an incredibly indulgent experience there at Quay. I just love it. Speaking of indulging yourself, uh, we talked about it earlier, Hyde Bellagio, just a great place to go. Get a small plate. They have all sorts of creative stuff. And then try one of these uh, liquid nitrogen cocktails because you've never had anything like it. And the 
tartar tuna with the pop yeah. rocks. It's pretty pretty cool. And then just sit back <laughs> and watch the fountains. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I'm going to say my overall favorite is going to have to be Absence. I mean, I, I think it's the greatest show on the Strip right now, the hottest show on the Strip right now. Everybody wants to go. Everybody that doesn't know about it is learning about it. And I would say, yeah, if you're in Vegas, uh, definitely go see Absinthe. My top is going to be the JW Marriott, which we stayed at at our last trip down to Vegas. Oh, yeah, it's off the Strip. It's off the Strip, yeah, and nice. that's sort of half the fun. And the nice thing is if you still want to go to the Strip, you're only 10 minutes away. Yeah. But you go off the Strip and over to the Summerlin area, and it's a whole different world over there. You Suddenly you're like, wow, there's mountains here. And there's all these tree-lined you know, little places to be. Um, a great couples area in the spa, this beautiful little pool outdoors. It's kind of like a private pool. I mean, it feels like yeah. they're just there. I mean, we were there just with a couple other people, and you're in this, this little area, and it's got the little horseshoe thing with the jetted experience. But you're right. It's a really it's a really fun place. But it's a place you can go sort of decompress uh, if you want to get away from this, you know, the frenetic pace of the strip for a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, next week we're going to be coming live. From Jackson Hole. In Wyoming. Yeah, Jackson right Hole, Wyoming. Right Teton National Park. We're going to be actually in Teton Village coming to you live from the Alpenhof Lodge. Yeah, and we have some guests. The Teton Science School is going to join us. They actually do some great excursions out there. We went uh, to Te- we did an excursion with Teton uh, Science School, and we saw bears and moose and all sorts of really really cool things when we were there in Jackson the last time we were there. So we're excited to be out there next next weekend. And we also have the Teton Adaptive School that will be joining us. We actually do a lot, again, with family travel, but also with uh, kids with special needs. And so this is a program that's specifically developed for, um, I guess, think adults and children of all ages that have special needs and adapting these outdoor recreation programs for their needs. So we hope you'll join us next week. Yes, we hope you join us next week with the Travel Brigade next Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon. And catch us on Twitter, Facebook, and TravelBrigade.com. You've been listening to The Travel Brigade on Blog Talk Radio. Listen live every Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Contact us on Twitter, Facebook, and at TravelBrigade.com.